0: And Welcome to the Wellness Hub Podcast, a show dedicated to uncovering the future of healthy living. Each week, we aim to bring you content that supports your personal health journey through insightful conversations with amazing guests. We explore various topics ranging from healthy eating, technology, fitness, mindfulness, and more. Now let's join our host, Drew Munro, co-founder and CEO of UpMeals, a Vancouver-based food tech startup on a mission to make healthy meals accessible through technology.
1: Hello and welcome to the Wellness Hub. As always, we're thrilled to have you with us for yet another edition of Wellness Wednesday. Every single week, we're hosting amazing guests and discussing important topics ranging from entrepreneurship and technology to health, wellness, fitness, and mindfulness. And as always, we hope you find these conversations valuable, And insightful on your own wellness journey. Our special guest tonight is a true entrepreneurial inspiration, one of the foremost business leaders working in Vancouver today. We're going to be getting deep business insights from the mind behind one of Vancouver's most prominent startup success stories. Our guests will be diving deep into what it takes to scale a business from a humble bootstrap beginnings to operating Vancouver's number one meal kit delivery service, now functioning with over 150 employees. She'll be illuminating her unique career journey, climbing the corporate ladder in the telecommunications industry, until taking the proverbial leap into entrepreneurship. And I'm really excited for our talented and inspiring guest tonight to break down and share the many business lessons she's learned throughout her impressive career. She is also a passionate advocate of sustainability and wellness and is creating innovation within our own platform to keep our community happier and healthier. Our guest tonight is the co-founder and co-CEO of Vancouver's very own Fresh Prep, the leading meal kit delivery service in the city that has revolutionized the way Vancouverites are eating. There's going to be a lot to learn in tonight's conversation. And of course, we're going to make sure we have a little bit of fun too. And as we discuss these important topics, a reminder, as always, please comment with your questions on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, wherever you are watching. We will be answering audience questions all throughout the show. So without further ado, please welcome our special guest this evening, the co-founder and co-CEO of Fresh Prep, Becky Brower. Becky, welcome to the Wellness Hub.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And Drew, how can I hire you to just like be my hype person and walk around and give me that intro everywhere I go. Because that was I, amazing. Thank you.
1: Oh, my my pleasure. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to do that for you. Yeah, it's a, it's my it's my second career. If I wasn't a chef, I'd just be like a hype man all the oh time. Oh
0: my gosh. Yes. I was like, wow, this is the best. I'm going to have to send
1: that to my mom. That was amazing. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I, I, Becky, I want to go, I want to sort of start at the beginning. I want to go way back, if you don't mind. And I want to go mm-hmm. all the way back to your teenage years at Metro Town Mall. And you were working at at the local Starbucks. So you know, a customer service role like that at an early age, it can be so formative. Talk to me a little bit about what that your early work career did to develop your work ethic and set you up for success in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a formative time. Was, those those are formative years, and you you learn a lot. Um, I think really what it taught me though is to it's it's tough work delivering people coffee every day, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of expectations people have about their coffee. It's a high pressure sort of situation. I was in the I was in the smallest probably like square footage Starbucks that I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like this tiny wow. little house that was in the middle of Metro Town Food Court, which if you've ever been there, is chaos sometimes. Um, so the lineups would just go. I mean, there was like this bridge that was they would go across the bridge and like oh we would my have God. you know crazy crazy lines. So it was a super sort of like high pressure environment. Um, And to just be thrown in there like as a teenager um, and really learning, um, you know, customer service with this sort of like sense of urgency behind it Mm -hmm. and getting to sort of rapid fire deal face to face with people um, on a daily basis for hours at a time and making sure that not only they they were taken care of, but like they were having the best possible experience um, with your product. Um, I think that I found that really challenging, first of all. And i really liked it like i liked the high energy and fast pace of that but mm-hmm. i really at the end of the day enjoyed the amount of uh, i guess satisfaction or like enjoyment you could bring people with a product that they really wanted and really mm-hmm. liked mm-hmm. Um, and that's always kind of stuck with me i don't know i've always sort of been this like product focused person ever since that day um, i'm really obsessed with sort of like the customer experience um and mm-hmm. what we're delivering and what i what I can contribute to delivering to a customer. And that's shaped my, probably my whole career realistically up until today.
1: Wow, thank you, Metrotown. Thank you, thank yeah, you, thank Starbucks. You. Unbelievable, know. and you can totally see that in the work that you do now. And it's amazing hearing kind of the, the, the very early forming of
2: mm-hmm. that,
1: that's so, so cool. And, and you know, moving on now, we're, we're, we're moved on from Starbucks, and now we're talking about, okay, we're kind of in the corporate world. You spend some time at, at Fido and then Rogers, Talk to me a little bit about your time there, and 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 what was the motivation and and your drive as you were in that corporate environment.
2: Well,
0: for me, it was it was about you know very basic. Not going to sugarcoat this. It was like, what am I going to do with my life? Right. Yeah. I had graduated high school. I was entering the workforce. I was like, okay, I need a quote-unquote real job um, now, and I need you know get my shit together and figure out where I want to go <laughs> and what I want to do mm-hmm. with the next four years of my life. So. Um funny enough I actually got recruited for um Fido and Rogers from this, from working at Starbucks because they are no
2: right wow. above.
0: Yeah. So like the first honestly the first, my for all of my jobs up until I started Fresh Prep were all housed within Metro Town Mall which I think is hilarious. Um but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um yeah so I started working at Fido in the call center and it was very much like a, a direct application I think of the skills that I got from Starbucks so um I, I was literally picking up the phone and, and answering people's questions about their phone bills, um figuring out what their problems were, sort of like that root cause like identification of problems, and you're trying to do that sort of like rapidly while you're on the phone, then also you know, provide this great experience to uh to the customer, right? So um for me it was just sort of like a natural flow to move into that customer service role. Um and then from there, I spent about six years in total between the two, between FIDO and then eventually moving over to Rogers. Um, And throughout those six years, I was just sort of climbing the corporate ladder. I was like, okay, what's next? What can I do? How can I build on these skills? Um, Until I eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to make changes in my life.
2: And Mm -hmm. like, you
0: know, I think think this organization has taught me everything that I'm gonna learn. Um, Mm -hmm. That's sort of when I started looking outside,
2: outside that corporate life.
1: Amazing. And, and, and I'm just, you know, I just, I'm just envisioning how that sort of like recruiting, headhunting process. Did somebody just look, like come for a latte and say, Hey, you know what, you're, you're awesome. Like you should come in and work for us. Or like, mm-hmm. how, did, how did that go?
0: I knew every single person in that office and I could make oh. it like by recall, like, They by- <laughs> would be in the line way down there. And I would be making coffee at the bar and I would like advance, make their coffee for them because I saw them in line what? and like bring it to them when they were paying. Yeah. And um, and they were like who
1: are you like
0: <laughs> this is exactly what i asked for i love caramel sauce on my hot pocket and i'm like i do <laughs> because you've ordered it seven times from me before and so yes yeah, that's that's very much how i got my job at, at Fido eventually
1: wow yeah amazing and so now now we've you've sort of got this great base of this corporate and this customer service this product driven so talk to me now about fresh prep how did fresh prep come across your your lab what convinced you to sort of come aboard and start or collaborate on this project
0: right it was many many things actually there was it was kind of like the culmination of so many things that happened so um yeah i've been i'm climbing the corporate ladder of this company i was sort of at the end of my i was looking for the next step i'd say in my career um with rogers and Fido for about the last year that I spent there. So I was looking for what am I going to do? How am I going to move within the organization, you know? And I was hitting sort of this like roadblock and these brick walls and everyone was like, well, you could move to Toronto if you want. And there's this kind Mm. of thing over there, but I just really wasn't getting where I wanted to. And um, so I was really like, had this underlying sense of, you know, like it's it's probably not here. Like I'm going to have to go elsewhere. Um, So, during this whole experience, though working in this corporate environment forever, I picked up this like serious passion for food and for cooking. And I used my sort of, you know, after work, I would come home and I'd be, you know, very tired, but still willing to like cook a, a really nice dinner, you know, for myself.
2: Um, I mean. Most
0: nights, most nights, I'll say that caveat. Um, and. I use that as my sort of escape. So one, I picked up like fairly decent cooking skills, I would say, Mm. Uh, because I'm not a trained chef, but I picked up fairly good cooking skills. And um, I also saw this need for cooking to be an easier process, I think, during the week for a lot of folks. Like I was this person who had this passion for it, but I knew that like my family didn't, my friends didn't, they all struggled with what the heck they were gonna do at the end of the night for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. and then, Q, my friends, Hussein and Drew, my fellow co-founders,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they had been at who I actually went to high school with. I don't know if everyone knows that here, but I went to high wow. school, co-founders of fresh prep. There they are, amazing. Um, and they had gone off and they had done their school and, and gone to university and everything else, while I was you know spending all my years in and in, in the corporate world, and they had come up with this idea for fresh prep. Um, born out of you know the same sort of feelings that i was having um and they actually made a facebook post about it so hussein made a facebook post about it and was like hey i have this idea for a company here's what it looks like here's what the you know premise is behind it and he was like literally just trying to like post it to get it out there and to mm-hmm. make it a real thing um so i stumbled upon that post i sent him a dm on facebook and i was like this sounds amazing um i'm a uh, Okay cook, which they didn't question at that time. I actually call myself an excellent cook. I was not an excellent cook, but they didn't question. Me. <laughs> and Hussein immediately was like, Oh, um, we're starting this thing and we think you should job and join us. And then I like threw my phone across the room and didn't talk to him for like a month after that because I was obviously terrified at the notion of leaving my job and like wow. becoming an entrepreneur. It's like definitely not what I saw for myself at all. Wow. Um and, uh, but yeah, a month passed. Ha- passed. I kind of talked to my friends and family and then I was like, all right, I'm ready. We're going to take this leap and we're going to just see where this goes. Um, wow. and here we are <laughs> six years. I, later, we're still I,
1: doing I, f- it. I find it, I find it's like, so interesting to me. Like, it's so awesome that he wasn't like, you know what, just come on. Let's see how it goes. He was like, quit <laughs> your job and join us. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I love the confidence. He wasn't like, let's just start part-time. You know, he was like, let's just do it. And so, <laughs> so talk me through like that moment that that kind of like leap is always such an exciting and pivotal Mm -hmm. moment, like for any Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And, you know, just talk me through sort of like that rush of emotions that you felt kind of deciding to leave this very comfortable corporate job and kind of leap into joining a startup, essentially.
0: Absolutely. And it was very uncomfortable. Um, I think I talked to every person in my life about this opportunity and I was met with 100% skepticism. There was not a single, except I will say actually my husband, who was super supportive. But every other person I talked to was like, what are you, that's a terrible idea. Do you know that most startups fail and you should absolutely not do that? And like, you have this comfort, like, that's crazy. And at the end of the day, what happened was I just had to sort of say, okay, I looked at it really like in sort of black and white. And I was like, okay, listen, if I leave my job today, I could get this job back. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't to me, I wasn't gonna like lose out on anything. I was like, if I do this for six months and it fails, I'm gonna get this exact same job that I have today back again or something similar, right? Like I knew I would have the experience and resume to sort of like get back to where I was currently. So for me, I was like, it's not comparing sort of like my unhappiness with that job and my desire to like want to grow and learn. And like I wasn't that part of my whatever wasn't getting fulfilled, that part of my needs life needs to be happy was not fulfilled with my current role. So it was kind of an easy decision at the end of the day, despite mm-hmm. everyone telling me it was a terrible idea. Um, it kind of was a no brainer. Um, so and, that's where and, I'm glad I did.
1: I, and and I want to talk just a little bit, You ha- and I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but I'm I'm curious about it myself. And I'm sure our, our listeners are as well. You have a somewhat, you know, unique title of, of co-CEO. You're a co-founder and a co-CEO. So talk to me How did that decision come about? And what's that dynamic like between the two kind of co-CEOs of Fresh Prep?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this. I get to ask this a lot because yeah, it's an interesting interesting, uh, way to set up, I think, your structure. But we have very defined areas of expertise and very defined roles between me and my co-CEO and actually our third co-founder who's the COO. Mm. Um, so COO is pretty self-explanatory, um, Chief Operations Officer. And then the way that um, Drew and I split our, our titles is he takes care of a lot of the finance piece, the technology piece, um, as well as marketing. And I pretty much completely focused my time on product. So uh, report to me are like product development, I have a really like a strong hand in all of the quality assurance, um, as well as our procurement and purchasing uh, procedure as well. And we found that that works actually really well, like tying those three things together and having those departments work really closely together just works so well, um, because there's this constant focus on all three of those things. And I think those three things are really like what delivers an excellent customer experience at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds awesome. Like, I I, I want a co CEO. Like, every I think everybody right. should should have one, right? That sounds amazing. Um, and, and so now you touched on it, right? You you started this, you took the plunge. We're six years in. You've had an, a a really incredible amount of success here, and 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 what do you think the keys to that success have been at this stage in your your journey?
2: Many things. Mm. I mean, first and foremost, I think. Oh. God,
0: I can go anywhere with this. Okay, well, first and foremost, I think what we focus on internally is one of our values that we established many years ago, which is to deliver compelling value Mm. to our customers. Um, And I think our focus on that single core value alone has really helped us get to where we are today. I mean, you could apply that to any sort of facet of our business. We're we're constantly trying to make sure that our customers are having the best experience possible um, that we're delivering that experience at a reasonable and a a fair price, right? So the price they pay, we're going to sort of like, we try to always over deliver. Um, And then we try to apply that to everyone else in our business as well. So not only our customers are going to get, you know, we're going to deliver our customers compelling value, but we deliver that. We try to deliver that to our employees, to our shareholders, um, and we just take a really holistic approach. So I would say that focus on just making sure that our experience is always on point has gotten us to where we are today. Um, and to build on that, I think there's other key things as well, which is uh, our focus on uh, sustainability and mm. our vision behind the company has really allowed us to attract and retain some pretty amazing team members um, and employees and they're pivotal to the everyday success. Mm. Of- they're like an absolute rock star team. So these to our success, I would say lie in those two things.
1: Um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things I, I love to sort of talk about, you know, talking about success is, is how different people define success in different ways. And I find that really fascinating. And, you know, I want to ask, has there, has there been a moment or any moments during the six year where you've kind of been like, wow, like we are really doing this, like we've, we've made it or, or how I guess my question is, how do you define success for Fresh Prep?
0: Such a good question. I think that's such a. I love to hear from other entrepreneurs about how they define this as well. There have been several moments where I'm like, oh, like I take a step back and I'm like, wow. Um, yeah. If you asked me when we started this, what I wanted, what what I de- what I define success as, it was very specific. I was like, I want to be overhearing a casual conversation one day about someone talking about my product. You Know mm. not knowing who I was, just like you know, someone in the line at the bank being like, Oh, did you have your fresh product? You know what I mean? I was like, I want that level of sort of like brand recognition in the city, and I want people to be like telling their friends about us because they love us so much. That for me would like define success. Mm. Um, and I think there have been like several moments like that, but uh, I don't know if you if you ask me tomorrow what success looks like, it's going to be totally different from what I'm going to say today. Um, but there's been so many of those moments where I'm like, wow, my mind is blown. I did not think we'd make it this far and here we are. So, yeah. I, and that's, that's, I mean, that's part of, part of this amazing
1: journey. I, and I love to, ta- I've, I've asked that question cause I'm just, a, I'm a naturally curious person to begin mm-hmm. with, but I love talking to other entrepreneurs and what I find fascinating is that For all the people that i've talked to about this not a single one has actually given a financial metric nobody's talked about the money it's just it's something like what you just said and i find that so so amazing um and i want to talk you know you guys have scale is a word that you guys have probably been using a lot you guys have gone from humble beginnings to now 150 plus employees i know that that is never a smooth voyage to get to that level Mm -hmm. so Talk me through some of the, some of the obstacles and some of the, you know, the challenges and like, what's, what's inspired you to stay resilient and persistent in achieving this, this mission?
0: Well, the last part of your question is very easy to answer. Yeah. So what keeps me inspired and resilient is definitely my fellow team members and my co-founders. Mm. They are mm. absolute rock stars and they are far more resilient, I would say, than I am. So they keep me going. Like, really, they do. They're mm. awesome. Um, what's the first bit of your question again, Drew?
1: You know, just, just some of the obstacles that you, it's never a straight line. Like how is that process for anyone that might be scaling it? How, 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 what are some of the obstacles and what's, what's important to consider?
0: Oh boy. Yeah. yeah, It's never a straight line. And there's so many things that come up and every day it's a new problem, right? I think resiliency is the key to it's just keep going right Mm. one of my managers has this really awesome saying where she goes like there's a solution for everything and Mm. that's sort of like our team motto or her team's motto is like you know there's a solution for everything it's because really there is there is a solution for everything and some of those solutions are uncomfortable and they're hard but it's about just plugging away and one solution after another you just keep going right Mm -hmm. and That's really the difference, I think, between an entrepreneur that you know stops at a certain point and one that thrives, because it's just a choice, a decision that you make every single day to just keep going, keep going. And what's the next thing? And what am I going to do? And how am I going to grow? If I'm speaking to like specific obstacles, I would say um, any kind of like really rapidly growing company um, in a really rapidly growing industry like meal kits are always going to run into challenges with things like space with things mm-hmm. like labor planning with things like um you know how do we scale like our with our suppliers and our supply chain like there's so many of those logistical things that come up um that for me what i've found helpful is just planning ahead as much as possible so road mapping as much as possible um making sure you're sort of aware from all angles what's going on so that you can iterate as much as possible and pivot mm. when you need to and not being afraid to pivot when you need to, mm. um, I would say have been the key things for us.
1: Yeah, uh, amazing. Uh, and thank you for sharing all those insights and those specifics. And and not not it's challenging enough, of course, to be scaling and doing the things that you are doing at Fresh Breath. But something I hope that we aren't talking about as much in the near future as we are now, but you did a lot of this during a global pandemic. and And I want to just sort yeah. of touch on this and talk about, you know, what? How did that test your team? How did you guys adapt to these these really rapidly changing conditions in the workplace and around this 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 situation?
0: Yeah, and that wasn't easy. Like that was tough. Mm, yeah. I mean, you saw, we saw overnight, our orders just like skyrocket. And mm. you know, we were in this position where we're like, boy, we want to be able to service all of these clients, and it was a really important time. You know, like people were needing food delivery. Mm-hmm didn't want to go to the store. Like there was a lot of fear around that, you know? So, um, I mean, we assembled a really, really quickly we assembled, you know, like a response team internally, um, Mm -hmm. to first and foremost, ensure that all of our staff were going to remain safe
2: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, and put in place, you know, like all of the physical distancing and everything that we needed to worry about. So that was sort of our first priority is like how we're going to keep staff safe, staff safe as Mm -hmm. we grow. um, and then, uh, how are we going to to deal with with this with the increased demand on like the supply chain front as well, uh, which was also really challenging during COVID. But again, it was just about communication, like the really good communication with a lot of our partners on on supply chain and uh, getting ahead of you know what we were seeing and the upwards trend that we were seeing, and then. Um, scaling of the team and putting the right people in place that knew you know how to scale and what we were going to need while keeping people safe so we really just lent on on the expertise of our managers Mm. and and worked our way through it one step at a time
1: what a what a time yeah it it was and you guys handled i mean just seeing how you guys were able to handle yourselves to launch a brand new super innovative initiative that we're going to talk about a little later with your sustainability like it was just so inspiring and and I want to talk, You this know, sort of leads me into my next question And that, you know, there's a number of, of meal kit companies in the space. Some, some are very large and some are, you know, in different areas mm-hmm. and do different things. So with this being, you know, a pretty competitive industry, what do you feel sets Fresh Prep apart uh, for your customers?
0: So many things. Um, I think the obvious one that everyone gravitates towards is our sustainability piece mm-hmm. um, and our zero waste packaging, which I'm sure we'll get into more detail with. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's, we really have a focus to try and remove barriers to living a more sustainable life with our customer base. Um, I think a lot of the time folks view sustainability as something that maybe is unattainable for them or not convenient. Um, But what we're we're really trying to do, we're really motivated to do is make sustainability more convenient for folks and make it more accessible. Um, for anyone who wants to live a more sustainable life. So I think that really sets us apart. Um, I think the overall just quality of our product really sets us apart. Um, We focus heavily on uh, our ingredients and what ingredients we're choosing and why we're choosing them and where we're getting them from. And again, making sure they're sustainable um, as much as possible. Um, And then we do, we listen a lot to customer feedback. Like we really do. We have a review system for our recipes, and our recipe developers read every single comment that comes in, um, and we're really focused on making sure that everyone's having the best experience possible with our product
1: Wow and, and and that shows I mean, anyone that's interacted with your brand or interacted with your product can can feel that, that work that you and the team are doing, and it's really, really inspiring and, and I, I want to ask a bit mm-hmm. of a personal question and it's a bit of a, a, a deep dive here so what's what's one thing? that you would say you've learned about yourself over the course of this journey with Fresh Prep?
2: I'm
0: stronger than I thought I was. Mm, sure.
1: Great answer. I yeah. Yeah. Yes, you stronger are. Yeah. I I was, yeah. Definitely.
0: And I think that's something that is a common misconception about, uh, among many, many of my friends and family members. Like they, I, I think, I feel like even outside perception, you look at an entrepreneur. I used to have this before I was an entrepreneur. I look at an entrepreneur, I look at a CEO, and I'd be like, I could never do that. Never in a million years could I handle that, but oh my gosh, yes you can. (laughs) Like if you just want to and you're determined and you have a vision that you wanna bring to life, again, it's a bunch of small decisions and a bunch of small steps, but eventually you'll get there. It's just not about getting overwhelmed at sort of like what that big end picture is. Like focus on what your next best best step to take is and Mm. just do that thing and eventually you'll get where you wanna go.
1: Wow. I, I hope our listeners are out there taking notes. These are amazing insights from uh, Becky Brower, the co-CEO of Fresh Prep, who's here joining us live. I want, I actually have something prepared here for you, Becky. Uh, I'm gonna surprise you with something here. Uh-huh. So I want, I want, I want us, that was such a great insight. I want to learn even more about you, and I want our listeners to learn too. I prepared a bit of a rapid fire question round. Are okay. you are, are, oh my gosh. are, are, you, are I've you always wanted to do one of these? Are, are you are you ready? Okay. I'm so okay. ready. Okay. okay, here we go. Okay, cat person or dog person? Dog. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sunrise or sunset?
2: Ooh, sunset.
1: Books or movies? Movies. Do you like cooking or being cooked for?
2: Oh, that's so hard.
0: Oh, that's so hard. Uh, Both, but if I have to choose one, I would say cooking.
1: Are you cleaning as you cook or do you save it all and clean up at the end?
0: Clean as you cook, 100%.
1: I love it. Guacamole or salsa? Another really hard
0: one. I'm gonna say salsa
1: okay beach or mountains mountains night out or night in night in adventure or relaxation
0: ooh relaxation
1: work from home or work in the office
0: both again but work from home
1: okay and last extremely important question pineapple on pizza yes or no
0: oh no 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 oh no No! (laughs) oh no
1: Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. I appreciate you doing that. And I hope our listeners uh, learned all these amazing fun facts about, about you. Oh my um, goodness.
0: That was amazing. I want to learn all those things about you. Like where uh, do we differ here? I'll come
1: on you. I'll come on. You got to start a show. Yeah. I'll come on your show next. I Bye. would join in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, talk Talk to me a little bit. Uh, you know, this is such an exciting time for you. What does the future hold for Fresh
0: Prep? Oh boy. So many things. Honestly, it, it You'd think by six years in, you'd be like, I'm bored of this. I'm going to do something else. But I really have so many more ideas. And we have so many more plans for where we want to take this. Um, I think most immediately what I can talk about is just uh, scaling further. So we've done all this work to create this really innovative zero waste meal kit solution. Um, And I think it's really important to us to have to bring that solution to as many folks as possible so we can have as much impact as possible as possible on the environment um and on our you know sustainability goals so uh yeah most immediately i would say scaling that up and bringing it to as many people across canada
1: yeah and i want to i want to just quickly talk about that a bit because it's so innovative talk to me a little bit about the zero waste meal kit what it is how it works and 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 how the idea sort of came about for you and the team
0: oh i would love to talk about this yeah so we spent the last three years Completely overhauling not only our uh, packaging, because it's, it's a new packaging solution, mm. but we had to overhaul our entire production process to be able to handle the, the new packaging system as well. Um, so yeah, so three years in the making, it's essentially a modular, um, reusable meal kit packaging solution. So anyone that's ever tried a, a meal kit or tried fresh prep before, you know we have 10 items Uh, 10 menu items on our menu that rotate every single week. So every week we're getting a different 10 uh, menu items. That really posed obviously a very unique packaging challenge for us when we were thinking about designing a reusable tray um, because we needed it to change every single week. We couldn't have the same exact packaging tray without severely limiting, I think, our our, uh, culinary team on exactly what types of recipes they could do. So we wanted to make it like really sort of like flexible. Um, and we spent a lot of time doing that and making sure that sort of the solution we came came up with was gonna have enough flexibility to not change our inherent product, which our customers really loved. Like we didn't want to change the way we're doing our meals. We really were set on sort of like, you know, the number of ingredients we were using, the mix of ingredients we were using. Um, so we didn't change any of that. We made, we put the requirement on our engineering team to say you have to come up with something that's gonna solve for all of these things, which was no easy feat. Um, I think wow. back up a bit from that, like the intention to actually put out a reusable tray um, was really feedback from a lot of our customers, but also um, uh, you know, growing up in Vancouver and being good Vancouverites, you think a lot, I think, about the environment. Um, the environment that surrounds us is so beautiful that you really just want to take care of it and you want to mm. be a steward of the environment. Um, so going with a reusable packaging is something we kind of knew we wanted to do from day one um but it being the complex project that it was um we obviously couldn't execute on it right away so we needed some some time to to put it all together and make it come to fruition yeah
1: and we just saw those photos come there at the end of what it looks like what what an ama- I mean I can only imagine what, like at at a, at a level of scale what that was like for you guys to engineer to make safe and secure and transport it and and the washing and all the things that go into that i i i know exactly how how complicated that I is know. It's so impressive yeah. Just, just, just outstanding. So talk to me, what, what has the response been like from Fresh Prep customers now, you know, uh, after the, the launch of this, this initiative?
0: Our customers have been absolutely loving it. They've been Mm. wonderful. We've got such good feedback. I mean, even before we launched, we were testing it out, you know, we were getting feedback from our customers. We did lots of studies and lots of research on, you know, what the pain points were with it. Um, and we just have such a lovely and invested customer base that they were more than happy and more than willing to like share their feedback with us throughout the whole process, which is really wonderful. And now that it's launched, I mean, they're the same, right? They're telling us if there are problems, they're telling us uh, that they love it. Uh, There's a few key things with with the zero waste kit that I think people particularly really love. Um and it's the first one being that you don't need to cook with scissors anymore. So if you've cooked with fresh prep, you know, you have to cut all the little packages open.
2: Mm. And sometimes you're cutting them open,
0: they can like spill everywhere. And with the tray with the zero waste kit, it's so easy because that you just take off the lid and it's like you're on a cooking show. Everything's Mm. chopped and measured for you, and you're literally just going like into the pan. Like it's just such an easy, sort of like breezy cooking experience. And it really
2: has resonated with a lot of our customers.
1: That cooking show reference is so awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be Rachel Ray, you know, just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, and you know, the only thing, here's what I did earlier, you know, just pulling it out of the oven. But you're you're there. You're 90% of the way there. Just bring it home. I absolutely love that. We have a lot of audience questions coming in, uh, Becky, and I'm going to get to a few of these here. So we've got a question Mm -hmm. coming from YouTube. Uh, So Erica asks, what quality do you seek the most when hiring people for your team? That's a great question.
0: Oh my gosh, I love this one too. So many things, so many things. Um, What do we look for the most? This has also changed over time, actually. But what I'm looking for most today is resiliency for sure. So somebody that's looking for, I think, a fast-paced environment, somebody that um, can pivot quickly, someone that is okay doing that. I think... Um, what we've really learned over the years that in a growing company, there's so much change all the time that folks that aren't prepared for that, or simply just don't want that um, mm-hmm. just really aren't um, well suited for a job at freshman because it does just change every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I look for is I always make sure I'm a, a point, or I always make a point to ask for that when I'm in job interviews of like, you know, how do you feel about change? Are you a person that's comfortable with it or uncomfortable with it? If you're uncomfortable with it, Probably not going to be any any high growth company probably won't be a best fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the resiliency piece, like we mentioned earlier, is something I look for. And then the last thing I would say is empathy. Um, empathy mm-hmm. is a really important quality that I look for on all my teams. I think it's really easy to um, overlook this as a really important quality, but it is. And it's again, especially when you're working in really high growth teams, because uh, empathy and communication become very, very essential uh, when you're trying to navigate things that change really fast.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Great, great answers. Thank you, uh, Becky. And, And another question coming in from YouTube. This is a great one too. What skill or attribute were you surprised to learn that you need as a CEO?
2: Oh, that's a good one, too. I've I like, said
1: that the questions, <laughs> audience questions are always hard hitting it's here so on the good. wellness hub, oh, Becky. Yep. Yes. Uh, yep. Sorry to put you in the hot seat. Yep. No,
0: I love this. Let me think about that one. So, what skills was I surprised? I think a really, think a really thick skin, really, mm. is what it is. I think a really mm-hmm. thick skin. I think you need to be able to understand really quickly that people aren't out to hurt your feelings. Like they're really not. If you're getting feedback, it's not personal and you really need to be able to listen to every single piece of feedback that's coming your way and decide which piece of that feedback is most important for you to action at any given time. And then not sweating sort of like the small stuff that gets thrown at you every day, because it just becomes an, if you did, you know what I mean? Like let every single piece of feedback sort of get to you or get under your skin. Or if you try to take those things personally, um, it's really going to create a lot of walls and probably a lot of fear and anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to prevent you from achieving what you want to achieve. So keep your vision clear, um, take the feedback that you need to take um, and, and move forward.
1: These are great on the fly answers. We're doing good. We got a few more. Yeah. All these questions are coming in fast and furious. This is another great one. Actually. I'm curious about this. What is one of the single biggest changes you've made to Fresh Prep based on customers' feedback? <sighs>
0: Oh, I love this one. Oh, there's been so many, there's been so many. The biggest, that's so hard to nail down. Okay, well, I'll talk about some recipe changes that we've made. Mm. So early on, we found out that, um, you know, with a lot of families using our recipes, we wanted to be able to easily identify like the spicy ingredients in the recipe so that parents Mm. could modify those um, or leave out those ingredients for their kids, or I guess if you just don't have a spicy palate. So that's something we got in customer feedback right away was like, just tell me which the spicy ingredients are. And we started labeling those on our recipe cards. And it's, it's grown into a feature that people really love about our recipes nice. now. Um, and we've kept that sort of process in place moving forward. I think that's God,
1: yeah, that's a, problem. that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really good one. That is, that's always a tough one with people's spice tolerance and how people enjoy their food. and It's a big problem to solve. Um And Ooh, the, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. And this is all oh, this is a great question. This is coming in from Instagram. So okay. from Instagram, how has the city of Vancouver informed Fresh Preps brand and profit product offering?
0: Oh, great one, too. Um, this one is, I mean, it's really easy. Vancouver is a huge melting pot. I think there's so many different cultures here, cuisines here. There's so many amazing restaurants also in Vancouver. Like I feel like I could eat at a new delicious restaurant every single day, no problem. Um and I would say that really okay, so starting out we haven't talked about this yet, but I actually made all of the fresh prep recipes myself when we first started. They were all developed by me. No way, really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, That's why it was so important that you know Hussein trusted me and gave me the job. But anyway.
2: Um okay.
0: So and a lot of my inspiration came from just eating you know, the places around me and like my favorite places in the restaurant. Um, And we've hired on chefs and our culinary team now that really sort of has that same passion for dining out, like following food trends, Mm. um, understanding what sort of people are wanting in the city. Uh, And I would say that that's has a big influence on what makes it onto our menu. We put things on there that our customers love, but we also love to eat. So
1: Mm. Uh, And we have uh, another one last question here coming in from Instagram. This is another great question. Working in production development, how much do you rely on your own intuition versus external feedback?
0: This is such a good question too. All hard hitters. Love this. Okay. Wow. So it is so easy. I feel like especially in food product development to get swayed sometimes by singular comments coming in. So what we really try to do is we we read every single comment, absolutely, but then we're also looking at data really heavily. We're looking at reorder rates on our recipes. We're looking at menu scores on our recipes. We're looking at all the data we can possibly gather to figure out what what features of those meals or that product, let's say, are most important to the most people. And then we really prioritize fixing those things or uh, improving upon those things to make sure that every change we're having has the most impact. So really mm. it's the big game of like prioritization, I would say, and um, being able to do like the data analysis that you need to do to um, make changes to your product that are going to be impactful.
1: Mm. Great, great answer. I, I love that you combine that focus with the data to end up giving that experience that the customers want and using the best of both worlds. It's it's super, super smart and and visionary and I just love it. And, and I, I got a question for you we've been talking about the the work the hustle the the the, the scale the obstacles but we got to take care of ourselves too becky we got to take practice self care and i want to know what is your favorite form of self care and and how do you unwind
2: i love this
0: yeah i walk with my dog multiple times a day uh, my dog is like my life uh, he's not in the room right now but if he was he probably Oh there be
1: we dog. go we got a we got a photo great job oh, great you. job team Yep. Oh.
2: Yeah,
0: look, at him! what a sweet angel. Um, yeah, so I exercise with him. We do hikes on the weekend. I'm really at like a, as you saw from my rapid fire questions, I'm a mountain person. Um, so I really like being outside in nature. And I really find that very grounding um, and essential to sort of my mental health. Like I need to get out on the weekends. I need to be just away from screens in the quiet. Doesn't matter if it's raining. Doesn't matter if it's snowing. Like if I'm outside, I'm good. So big piece mm. of my self-care routine.
1: And I'm gonna ask, this might be the hardest question that I've asked actually, this next question, because every every conversation we have here on The Wellness Hub is, is very different. I have one question that's always the same, and I wanna know, what is your favorite go-to meal? Oh,
0: okay. My favorite go-to meal, it changes also all the time. Like last month, I would have told you eggs and toast. I probably ate that a hundred times last month.
2: Wow, nice. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. For me right now, oh, I would say my go-to meal right now is actually a fresh prep meal, and it's uh, a salad. And it's our Thai no, not Thai peanut slaw. It's the sesame slaw, sesame Mm. slaw, fresh prep salad. It is unbelievable. And there's a funny story behind this. My team brought me this idea, and they were like, "We think we're gonna do a slaw." Um, we're gonna put it on the add-ons menu. Here's what it's gonna look like. And I looked at it and I was like, no one's gonna order this, guys. Like, it's not a good idea. I don't think we should do a law at all. And they were like, No, we really believe in this, Becky. Like, we're, you know, it tested well. We think we're gonna do it. And I was like, Okay, you go for it. And it's my <laughs> favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. They totally me wrong, and one of our best sellers. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I love it. And most of the I I'm I'm like kind of the same way. Like all the stuff that I look at, and I'm kind of like, guys, like come on. And then it ends up just blowing everything yes. out of the water. I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna, you know, I'm gonna be wrong about everything. And I'm okay with yeah. that. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would love to know this is a great, you know, seg. I know a lot of our customers are going to be or our listeners, excuse me, are going to be very interested in where can they learn more about Fresh Prep about you and everything that you're involved in and all the great work you're doing.
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, definitely check out uh, our Instagram. I think that's was updated the most often at this point. Um, so yeah, it's at freshprep.ca on Instagram, of course. Our website, go to freshprep.ca uh, as well and check out our menu there. In terms of what I'm doing, to be honest, I'm not a huge like social person, I don't have a huge social following, but my profile is open. So if you want to see what I'm doing, you want to see more pictures of my cute dog, you can do that too. I'm at Becky Brow on Instagram. Um, and yeah, other than that, you can see me out in the community. Um, you can send questions to me through our customer service group and they love forwarding that, those types of things my way. Um, but yeah.
1: Well, thank Becky. Thank you so much for making the time to out of your busy schedule to come and join us here. You gave so many great insights and, uh, I can't wait to see what you and, and fresh prep are going to do in the near future. And I hope you'll come back and, and join us again soon.
0: I absolutely will. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the most fun I've had all day.
1: Thank, thank you so all much, week. Becky. Thank <laughs> you. Take care. Bye. Wow, that was great. Uh, I mean, first of all, I just want to give a huge thank you to Becky for coming on the Wellness Hub, sharing her time and her insights with us. It's such a privilege to get to sit down with exceptional business leaders like Becky and learn not only how they got to be where they are, but also how they're continuing to learn and grow. And I think something that stuck out in this conversation with Becky is just how much she values growth and learning And how those values helped her to get where she is today. To see those same values alive and well in her today as a co-CEO, as I imagine they were when she was working at Starbucks. I mean, it's just truly remarkable. And I think that's such an admirable quality for someone as proven and successful as Becky to possess. I mean, it's not uncommon for C-suite professionals to rest on their laurels and look at leadership as sort of a destination to which they've simply arrived at. But what's more rare and inspiring is a leader that still works with passion and dedication like an intern with something to prove. And something Becky has helped crystallize for me through this conversation is that continued self-growth is really the key ingredient to success. Competition should thus be confined to oneself and the ultimate goal should be learning a bit better about yourself and being better than you were yesterday. Success in that sense can be seen as a continuous journey. It can be measured in the ongoing commitment to keep improving and being a better version of yourself. The transformations you undergo on your journey of success, they don't need to be drastic. They just need to be consistent. So the question that I'll leave you with today is simply, how are you focusing on self-improvement? And how are you growing and learning each day? These are important questions because time devoted to self-growth is time invested in your future. Once again, so grateful for Becky to join us today and share her wealth of wisdom with us. I've taken a lot from this conversation and I hope you have too. Thank you for tuning in tonight. If you'd like to see more great conversations like this, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Upmeals. We'll see you next Wednesday evening right here on the Wellness Hub
2: for another great conversation. I'm Drew Monroe. Until then, take care and be well.